You're listening to Conversations with the Royal Empress, where we are reawakening the original black woman with educational training tools and resources designed to inspire, empower, and educate. My beloved sisters, there's a, a loaded topic I definitely want to discuss today, and that is the friend zone. Very controversial when you're in different circles and you ask people what they think, you get a variety of answers. So, today's topic is the friend zone. Are men and women capable of being platonic friends without crossing the line? Can former lovers become strictly platonic friends? How comfortable are you with your mate having a good friend of the opposite sex? Tonight's host is myself, Dr. Hakima J. Muhammad. And joining me are my beautiful and strong fellow co-hosts, Lakashay Nadira Muhammad and Akilah Shabazz. Why don't we start with you, Akilah? What are your initial thoughts on this controversial topic? My first response to can men and women be platonic friends, my answer is yes. Uh, as to the second question, former lovers, I think it really depends on where they are emotionally. I don't know that they can be um, platonic friends right after the, the the demise of the relationship unless they just didn't have uh, an emotional tie with one another to begin with. And how comfortable would I be with my mate having friends of the opposite sex? I don't really have a problem with it, but that's because I have male friends that are strictly platonic, and I look at how I am, and I know that I am fully capable of being platonic friends with a man without crossing lines and being very respectful of his relationship, but not everybody is like that. So just just on the surface, those would be my responses. Hmm, Okay. I would say something similar. on the surface, I would say yes, uh, male and men and women can be platonic friends without crossing the line. Um, and, and and the reason being, like you mentioned, Akiva, I look at myself. And so I have friends who are males and, you know, quite a few. And it's is always been strictly platonic and good friends, you know, I think it depends on the individual and where they are in their life and where they are spiritually. For me, a lot of the um, comfort, I guess, that a person would have or would not have in a relationship, and I won't say a person, I'll say myself, I, I, I can take pride in the relationship that I have because of the foundation that I have as a woman, a righteous woman. And so I know without a shadow of a doubt where I stand, you know, and I stand very firm and upright, and I know that I'm not um, going to cross any line because that's just not where I'm attempting or trying to go. Um, in, in order for a person to have that type of relationship, they just have to know themselves. And I know myself in that 
listen, this is the type of relationship that we have, and I do respect you as a human being. I, I respect you as a black man. I respect myself as a black woman, and therefore, you know, this is pretty much exactly what you're getting. What you see is what you're going to get. Now, is that the case always, you know, with everybody? I can't speak to everybody, but I do know um, many instances where that does not work well. And, you know, for many reasons, but for me, I can say yes, and I can say no, but it depends on the two individuals involved in the relationship and where they are um, more so emotional and spiritual. I'm going to say no, uh, that men and women can't be friends. I think Mm -hmm. people fall into the friend zone because men and women have a natural inclination towards one another. Um, according to the teachers of the Muslim Balaji Muhammad, ain't no friendship between men and women. We don't hug, we don't we don't shake, we don't touch hands. There are certain boundaries that are in place. Now, do I believe that men and women can have a sisterhood and a brotherhood? Yes, because there are appropriate boundaries that are in place to prevent um people from who are friendly with each other from crossing the line. I, you know, I, I guess when I'm, I'm looking at it, I think about people that I've grown up with since childhood, and those friendships really have crossed the line into family. And those relationships, to me, are family. I mean, they're like family, and so crossing a line with those people, to me, would feel very incestuous. So I can't even see them as somebody that's a potential mate because of you know, because of how you've grown together. Even people that I may have known, like, since high school, I have men that, to me, are more like brothers to me. And so I just can't see it. Now, what I will say as far as um, what what you just said, Hakima, is that I think that a natural man and a natural woman can be attracted to one another and that that's where your spiritual, that spiritual base and all of that comes into place because it's like, what do you do? Do you act on it? So I have had people who I've had friendships with, and I'm, and I, I, I recall one particular situation, and I thought, hmm, if this person were not in the situation that they were in and, and myself, that might be somebody that I would be interested in. But understanding mm-hmm. that, understanding that, I also realized that he and I were cool and there were things that we could talk about, but I wasn't getting ready to hang out with him. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's about also understanding the boundaries that you have. If you And, and I think that's more so when you have a, 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 if you're in a relationship yourself, that if you know that there's somebody that attracts you, you don't go and start hanging out with that person. And so it's about, you know, can we, you know, the question being, can we? Yeah, we can. Uh, some people, should we try to be friends? with? probably not. I don't know. But I do know that there is that whole thing with, with you know, with people, with a natural man and a natural woman. However, there's also situations, I think, where men feel like they get friend-zoned, and that's usually because it's an unequal relationship where somebody may have feelings and the other person doesn't feel that way. And then that creates a situation where it's very difficult to be friends with somebody because somebody is feeling slighted or used 
or something like that. But I just think it really, again, I think it really just depends on the nature of that relationship, how those relationships developed. Because we create, we have work relationships with people. Right. There are so many different ways that we turn, that we become friends with people. Um, that it's like you know you can't really separate the two sexes. Not in this, well, not in this um, environment that we're in. Regardless, because you're going to have people that are going to have to work together. You're going to develop friendships and things like that. I think it's just a matter of who the people are and where they're coming from in terms of those relationships. But I wanted to uh, challenge your kid a little bit. Um, okay. When you mentioned about the the friendships, that there was almost like a, a brother-sister relationship. Mm-hmm. Do, do, don't you feel that was more like a sisterhood, brotherhood, and not a friend relationship? What, what do you think about that? Because you did say, you like, you felt like if I did get with them on a sexual level, it would be, it would be ancestral. It, that would make you feel as if you're getting with your brother. So to me, when you said it, it sounds more like a brotherhood, sisterhood type thing, because that's boundaries right there. What you just said was that's a boundary that I'm not going to cross because yeah. I set a parameter. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what we do in platonic male and female relationships, period. If that relationship is platonic, we have already committed to not crossing boundaries anyway. And, and, you've, taken that that, and you've taken that to another level. Say that one more time. Is that true? So, I mean, no. I know what you're saying. No, you're, it's a right, not. you're a righteous woman, so right. you understand, and you're conscious, so you understand that there are parameters that you have to have as a woman when you're dealing with any man. Yes. But especially a man, you're, he's just a friend with certain things you, you no, I'm not going to do because, you know, this is a man I'm dealing with and this is not a woman. So that, I'm, my thinking goes to, okay, there are a lot of women who are not as conscious of that or cognizant of that natural inclination that men and women have mm-hmm. and or may not, or not thinking righteously enough to say I need to have parameters. So I, I, I wanted to just challenge you on that. What's yeah. your thoughts? It depends on the people, if you're capable of doing it. So the question is, can you do it? Yes, I can do it. <laughs> um, it can happen. Does it happen in all instances? No, because I think that there has to be an understanding of what it takes to actually be friends of the opposite sex. But everybody's not going to be attracted to each other. That That's just the reality. So, yeah, can two people who have no attraction to one another whatsoever be friends, I'm pretty sure they can <laughs> because they're not physically attracted to one another. Um, you know, so now if we want to change the question up and say, can two people who are physically attracted to one another be platonic friends, that's a whole other conversation. So mm-hmm. it, I think it just depends. On, and so that's why I say it depends. It depends on the nature of the relationship, depends on who it is that you're trying to be friends with. So that's why that question, that second question about can former lovers actually be platonic friends? And that, you know, I, I, I don't know about that, but that's that's looking at a scenario where you have two people who obviously have been attracted to one another in the past. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, it has to do with maturity. You know, I mentioned spirituality, I mentioned emotion, but also the maturity of the individuals. Now, I'm not necessarily saying, because I do understand the nature of the man and the nature of the female or the nature of the woman, and I understand how we 
can be and are attracted to one another naturally. You're talking about the original man, where in this case, I mean, it could apply to anybody, but, but because we are original people, you know, just as strong as our um, genes are and our melanin and just understanding who we are, the beauty that is possessed in the black woman and the beauty that is possessed in the black man is so magnetic that, you know, it's like no none other. So we if we were just to start there, you're dealing with two strong um energies, period. So I'm not foolish enough to say that, you know, a man and a woman who might find one another attractive, um won't cross the line. But what I I do believe that um Akila I mean not Akila but Hakima when you mentioned or share it with us um, um, what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, said. I believe that he was dealing with a state of mind of a people who had been living a life um, that was uncivilized in nature and anything went. So having to come back and teach us who we are, you know, our original selves, not our uncivilized selves, but our original selves, if we were operating in an original state of mind, meaning we've been untampered with and we were still operating from a place of a go- or a godly place, then I believe that this type of relationship is possible. And I'm not saying that I'm just this raw godly person all the way and, you know, that I'm exempt from anything, but what I am saying through um, understanding who I am, um, through maturity, through discipline, through spirituality, you know, and having my emotions in check. These are the things, the tools that actually allow me to be able to have a relationship with someone of the opposite sex that I'm not interested in and can stand and know of a surety that nothing is going to take place. Again, because I respect myself and I respect that other person. Um but I also believe that what you mentioned or asked the question earlier about um, two individuals um, or would you be comfortable with, I believe that was the way you put the question, would you be comfortable with, you know, knowing that your mate um, has friends of the opposite sex? Well, in my case, I am a married woman, and I have a husband who, you know, before we married, he had friends that he's been knowing for over 30-plus years. I don't have a problem with those relationships, and I think mainly because I'm secure with myself and who I am, but more importantly, I trust and I'm secure with who my husband is, and then I respect the relationship. I never felt like, okay, well, now that we're married, that means that, hey, these relationships have to stop. Not at all, because these are relationships that are very strong in nature, and the foundation, you know, is solid, and these are people who he genuinely loves, and they love him. Now, if I felt um, or if I was not comfortable or if something um, I felt in my spirit was not right, you know, about the energies around the relationship, then I may feel a little different. But for the reasons that I already mentioned, you know, I am comfortable with that. Now, the same way with me, um, I have male friends who I've been knowing for you know, long before I met my husband. But again, these are, with my husband and with myself, 
you know, his friends, you know, they have either met me or have heard about me and vice versa, you know. Um, and so this is one of the reasons that make us comfortable. And so I don't necessarily take issue with it, but I can, I have seen, and I definitely can see how a relationship like that uh, can go in a different direction depending upon the people who have the relationship. Because how many times have we heard where people just have absolutely crossed the line? How many times have we seen where women and men alike, because they don't know who they are, I'm talking about their original selves, their godly selves, therefore they may disrespect, you know, um, the relationship mm -hmm. and not understand it from a higher, more righteous perspective. There are many people who I have um, known for years who I feel like I grew up with, you know, and I look at them more so like my spiritual brother, you know. And so a relationship like that, I could never see anything but that. But, again, that's just me. So I'm not saying that it applies to everybody. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a one-size-fit-all type of situation. What I am saying that it does depend on all of the other factors that are mentioned. I wanted to say something as you were as you were talking. I was thinking about how sometimes, though, and you guys just kind of chime in. I have more of an issue with men who have more women friends than they do male friends. And what about women who have more men friends? Well, that's I was going to bring that yeah, up too. Right, that's, that's too. Yeah. But I'm just saying. But you know, when you have the the man, and it's like. Oh, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of female friends. I have a lot of female friends, and I've I've actually mm -hmm. had situations where the person that I was involved with had quite a few female friends, and it didn't bother me, except that all of those female friends I know for sure were not just around because they just wanted to be the friend. Is because mm -hmm. they had ulterior motives and things like that, and I think that's the that's kind of the slippery slope with the male female relationship because you do have people, and and that may go back to them not understanding who they are or respecting certain boundaries or feeling like a lot of people have an attitude that well, if I can get him, I will, and you know who cares about what this person thinks. As what you know, and so you have people who have that type of thinking, and I think that's the part where a lot of people are concerned and they're like, nope, nope, there's just no way that men and women can be friends. Right, and I think yeah, that comes out of frustration and it comes out of disrespect. It comes out of many different things that we know for a fact have taken place, you know, because people were not able to stay in their lane, and I respect that completely. So if I was looking at the bigger picture of it, I would say, okay. I get it. So you know what? Let's just stay in our lanes. But when we become civilized nation of people, then we elevate ourselves to a higher level of thinking. And with that higher level of thinking, we naturally take our rightful place. And that's built on respect, it's built on trust, and it's built on a whole lot of other things. And I know we may be far off, and I'm not saying we as meaning the individuals on the phone, I'm just saying in general as a people, we, we may be, you know, some years behind on that. Um, but I hope to see a day where we can all respect. I mean, it's no different from saying, 
you know, can I leave my front door open and know that nobody's going to come in here and rob me, you know. We're not living in that day and time. Well, maybe in another country, you know, maybe under a different rulership than maybe. You know, maybe I can live, leave my car outside, you know, with the keys in it, and nobody's going to bother it. See, we have come up out of a – we have come into a condition um, after coming up out of another type of condition that has caused us to be, other than ourselves, living a life that is unnatural. So not necessarily looking at it from, you know, a spiritual eye, but instead looking at it from um, a lower level of thinking, you know, whether it be below the belt um, or what have you. But is it possible, and, and again, I think that's what, Akiva, you're hitting on the question and the way that it's asked. Can it happen? Yeah. It can't only in the way I know is because I can bear witness that it right. has happened. But it, it, but there so, are boundaries. But then I also can bear witness that the opposite has happened yes. again. Yes. When you, you know, cross, from, whether it be right, whether yes. it be my experience or whether it be somebody else's experience. Exactly. But definitely, it, no, we living in straight reality. So we right. are not fooled by one iota of a of a thought, uh, Hakima, that you know. Things can take place and be risky, but I'm just saying that is it possible? Yeah, it, but it's possible with the right mindset, and that and I right, think that's right. really what we're getting at. Right, is that we have to understand that the male female dynamic that that if you are a natural man and a natural woman, it is natural to be attracted to the opposite sex. That is a mm-hmm. natural reality. However, are you what? What's the difference between you and an animal? So, Hello. If Hello. You, you know, so so what where's your instinct? Where's your discipline? Where is where is you mastering the self? So and that's you, what we're not dealing with. We're not that, dealing in that world right. where everybody's walking around here and we've mastered ourselves. So if we were just to say even if we were just to break it down with between the eighty five, the five and the ten, eighty five percent of the population probably couldn't handle it. <laughs> you know? And maybe there's a small 5% that could. And then the 10%, well, hey, who knows what might go down with the 10%. But I'm just saying if we were just to kind of break it down, surely we're not um, naive (laughs) in any kind of way to believe that our people in general are walking around here and able to conduct themselves in such a way where people don't cross the lines. And because we know, and if we don't know somebody personally, we definitely know someone, you know, indirectly that have experienced the woes of people crossing the line. And now this person is sleeping with that person or that one is over here or this person is going in this way, you know, which is not um, cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm clear you know, as to the condition which would cause us to have to say, you know what, because of this, we're going to stick to the rules. We're going right. gonna to just create our own rules. You know, this is why, you know, they, this is why laws are created, you know, period. Because we're living in a society where everybody may not follow them if they weren't there. But, oh, what beautiful, or oh, how beautiful it will be when we do get to a place you know, where we are able to um, exist and we are self-ruling, you know, we are mastering ourselves and we don't need someone to tell us, no, 
that's not cool. That's not right. But we know innately because this is just where we are and we've risen to a higher level to say, hey, uh, you know, this is cool and this is not. And then you have to be able to listen to people to determine if they really are your friends. And so I would say I've had a situation where, you know, you're involved with a man and he has a, a female friend and he discusses the conversations that he has with this woman. And you can pick up on things like, why is she having this conversation with you? Why is she confiding in you in this manner? Because you understand, too, that this is a this is a doorway sometimes. People create doorways to get into mm-hmm. your life and to undermine whatever it is sure that you do. have going on. And so, you know, it's just, that's what I said. So it, it definitely has to be checks and balances and all of those things, which you have to be self-aware. But sometimes our egos get in the way, too. And I say this to say mm-hmm. that sometimes men act like they don't know when a woman is attracted to them. And I think that's what upsets a lot of women <laughs> with the men mm-hmm. that they're involved with, because it's like you can see it's obvious to you as plain as day, and that man, for whatever reason, acts like he doesn't see it. Oh, no, that's not the case she just this, and the next thing you know, you know. So in the same way with the man, because I've had men tell me, because I, cause I do have quite a few male friends, and I have had men that I was involved with say, well, this is what men do. You know, a man, he's trying to fill you out. He's asking these questions for this. He's asking those questions for that. So really, as we're talking about male and female friendships, it's like, are we going to be realistic about our ability to be friends? And is it is it equal? Are you going into these relationships because you know that that there's a, a, a cost and a benefit hmm. to being platonic friends with somebody? And what is the cost and what is the benefit? And I think sometimes that's what we have to weigh, the cost and the benefit. Why, are you, why do you want to be this person's friend? What benefit do you have by being a friend with this person? of the opposite sex, and then what does it cost you? Because you have some people who, and that's all they desire is to be friends with people of the opposite sex. I mean, you have women who I know. I'm always a little uh, um, uneasy about that, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, because you you have women. I mean, how many of us know women who said this, that they don't get out with having, quote, unquote, female friends? I don't know. You know, most of their friends are men. Um, they rather talk, you know, to a male or be in a relationship with the male as a friend than a a woman or a female. Um, And it could be for different reasons. You know, now you say you don't trust, you know, women like that, and that's valid, um, but it could be for different reasons. Some women don't know how to be friends with another woman. Which is a problem. Because she's uncomfortable with the woman that she looks at in the mirror every and, day. And that's what I, and so some that's what women, I meant when I said that. Mm-hmm. Right, ahead. sure. Yeah. And, and, and some women, they simply don't know maybe because they did not have the best relationship with the woman who raised them. Some women, you know, um, appreciate a relationship with the male because they feel that they are able to see um, things from a different perspective. 
and maybe they may not be interested in that man. They don't have any interest in him, but they are interested in um, having a man one day. And so maybe they, they see qualities and characteristics and they kind of feel like, hey, you know, maybe this person can kind of school me on which way to go and which way to stay away from. Whereas you may have some women who enjoy being around the presence of a man because maybe she actually has an interest and she just wants to get her foot in the door and hoping for something that's going to happen down the line, you know, with the two, meaning that male and that female, herself and the, the male. So it's different reasons for different people. Um, and I guess just being kind of clear. I agree with a lot of what you what you both are saying as far as people's hidden hidden agendas. Those people do have them. Uh, earlier, I don't know which one of you mentioned something about the the. the I think both of you did about the level of the individuals who are quote unquote friends. Mm-hmm. Because some people are not emotionally mature for a friendship with someone of the opposite sex because they're seeking attention. Or that this friend is providing them with something that they're not getting in their own relationship with their mate, which can be highly right. dangerous. Because so often people are, are quote-unquote friends, or we're not attracted to each other like that. But down the road, they end up in bed with each other. It's like, how did that happen? It happened because they didn't respect the they did what they didn't set up boundaries in the relationship. Just certain things you just don't do. There's certain things you don't share with your friends. Whether they're male or female, if you're having problems in your relationship, you shouldn't be sharing that with a quote-unquote friend anyway. I mean, there are very few people who, who you can go to as a confidant, as a friend. You know, you just because a person is a friend does not mean you can go tell all your personal business to them because they may not be the one who could give you the emotional support or the intellectual support that you need anyway. Right. So, right. you know, people love to get into a friendship and say, you know, my girl at home, my guy at home is, is getting on my nerves and we're going through problems and now you you emotionally manipulating this person. This person already has cares for you and now they you got them caring for you in the wrong way. So many people who are cortical, we're not attractive, we just homies, we just friends. So how y'all end up in bed with each other? Let's keep it real. I mean, people... You know, it starts off good. It, we deceive ourselves. Oh, it ain't no attraction there. Hmm. No, we just we just cool. And again, they go. They end up in a in a place, and and they may not end up in the bedroom, but you're emotionally intertwined in a way that you should not be. So you're cheating on your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend in a, by having an emotional relationship with a quote unquote friend. That's that's a that's a good point because you said cheating on your mate because you're in an emotional relationship mm-hmm. with a so-called friend. And we're not even talking about physical. Look at the danger in that. You know, when you have not secured yourself as a male or female and, you know, being in your place and understanding your role um, in your own relationship outside of the so-called friendship, then you can enter into a zone that can get you in trouble and can cause the demise and the downfall of your relationship because having an emotional tie to someone where you have poured into this person and they have poured into you, you know, feelings 
um, and you're sharing with them about what's going on in your home, in your household, and this is, I'm talking about the, a person of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. and you're sharing this every day, and yeah, so this happened and this happened. Now, if that person has feelings for you, maybe they didn't even start off having feelings for you, but because you're sharing and telling them all of this information, now they're either, you know, um, feeling sorry for you or having more admiration for you, whatever the case might be, and now they're developing those feelings, and now, you know, you're clicking, they're click, you're both clicking, and it's an emotional um, marriage that you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you violate the sanctity of your relationship. Right, so you have violated your relationship because you failed to pay attention to the warning signs mm-hmm. or you just simply just disrespected it all. So, again, I, and that's why I really want to be clear, you know, in the um, question uh, that you ask and say, although I know that it's possible because I have done it, do I necessarily say that or promote it or push it per se when we're dealing with people who um, may not necessarily have graduated to a certain level because certain things can start off innocent. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're trying to figure out how did I get here? <laughs> you know, what's that song? How did I get here? Nobody's to supposed it. to be here. You, you yeah, have you, you have to be yourself. honest. And that's why when, when I started out earlier and I was saying that, that I had a, a a friend of mine who I had made the comment that if he wasn't in a relationship, I wasn't in a relationship, he would be somebody that I would be attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. We were cool. But, guess the, but here's the nature of our conversation. We're cool, but we're going to limit the amount of time that we talk to each other. Right, right. We're cool, but I'm not getting ready to hang out with you. Because we had this whole conversation about natural men and natural women. And so mm-hmm. if you see sometimes when you meet somebody and you all hit it off and it's like, oh, wow, this person is real cool, and then you start talking a little bit and you go, mm, uh-oh, right? That's that's your cue. <laughs> that's your cue yeah. to say, let me exit this right now because this is not okay. You know, and that's right. when you have to have that conversation with yourself to say, okay, I need to back away and be okay with backing away. But, see, that's a level of maturity that comes with that. So sometimes you have to wait until those little emotions go away because, see, it's no different than the new car smell or the new relationship smell. Mm-hmm. Because anybody, <laughs> when we first smell, meet like somebody, that. yeah, when we first meet somebody, <laughs> them first few months, you know, you get the butterflies, you're all into this person, everything is, oh, my God, and you're just like, wow. But as time progresses, those feelings subside, those butterflies subside, all of that kind of stuff subside. It's the same way in a friendship. If you start feeling that stuff in a friendship, then it means you need to back away and let that stuff die down because not until then are you actually capable of being friends with that person. Right. You can't walk around and, and, with butterflies yeah. talking about this, my friend. Right, so, right. That's yeah, so true. Yeah. So it's like, can we do? So the the answer is yes, we can. But should we? And should only we? time, <laughs> and the only time you should <laughs> is if you're mature enough to handle that type of relationship. If you're honest with yourself and you're honest with that person, 
And if you understand the natural nature of a man and a woman who's actually physically attracted to one another. But, again, so that's where it comes in. I think, Hakima, you said maturity. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's it's about maturity and it's about really mm-hmm. understanding the boundaries and respecting your relationship or you may not be in a relationship, respecting his relationship right, or her relationship. Because if I'm the single person in a relationship, in a, in a friendship with somebody of the opposite sex and they have a relationship, you have to respect those boundaries. Because I, and I've had people where they're like, "Oh well, I was, I was, I was his friend before she came along. So what? Right. So what? You're not a friend. You're not a true friend if you don't respect the boundaries of his relationship. You're right. not a true friend if you're not encouraging growth in his relationship and you and you Absolutely. trying to sabotage his relationship because she came along and she's interfering with your friendship. It doesn't work like that. And sabotage, you can be sabotaging a relationship knowingly and unknowingly mm-hmm. because knowingly you can actually purposely be doing different things that you know is, is, uh, is you know, dropping bombs or seeds. But unknowingly, by you maybe doing um, things that you used to do, but because you haven't been, you, you didn't go to, you didn't go to the right classroom to get the proper training. You didn't know that that was inappropriate mm-hmm. to call somebody's house at a certain hour. Or you didn't know that that was inappropriate. Like literally, like really, you just didn't know. Some people could re- be so innocent with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't know. And they really didn't know but because they didn't know because they had not been taught. How do you know unless you have a teacher? You know? Yeah. And if you haven't been taught, then you just haven't been taught. So that's why I'm saying, you know, that women as well as men can actually be a part of um, uh, the, or can be a, be, a, be a part of the demise of a relationship unknowingly because they didn't even realize that their actions or their failure to respond appropriately is what actually caused the relationship to go sour. And thinking that you were being a friend, right. really thinking that you was being that homegirl or that homeboy, you know, not really even understanding boundaries. And this is why we have to learn the language, you know, no different from when, you know, one is attempting to educate themselves um, on a certain subject matter. You have to learn the language of friendship. Mm-hmm. friend zone, know the difference. Be very clear as to the, the, the solid line that's going down the middle of this here thing. You know, and so even when your friend doesn't respond appropriately, then you do. So, for example, you have a friend there in a relationship, and maybe because y'all have been so cool for so long and this is how y'all do things, and then they think, oh, no, we can still be cool, we cool, no, she'll be okay, or no, he'll be okay. No, 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 sir. No, 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 ma'am. This is how we do this. This is how we, I'm about to help you out because mm-hmm. I didn't went to school. And so I'm about to school you with the little knowledge that I've learned. And this is not appropriate. And we don't want to cause somebody to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, hey, how you doing? See you later. You know, especially if that person is not comfortable, you know, because you can't force your friend in the friend zone or wherever else. You can't force them on um, the relationship. 
or force that other person in the relationship to accept that person. That's where it has to be communication. Right. It has to be a proper understanding. All of those things, need, you need to be very clear. Then there needs to be some serious clarity, and you know, from the beginning. People, yeah, and we can't just call people insecure because they're not comfortable with your so-called platonic relationship. Right. Absolutely. Excellent bad. point, Akiva. Excellent. Excellent yeah. point. Yeah. And we get Because we hear that. We, so we will throw that. We will take that term and pull it up out the dirt. Oh, she's just insecure. He's just insecure. And no, it's um, not. Come again. Maybe somebody is just knowledgeable. <laughs> maybe right. just somebody got a little sense here that maybe you might be lacking. Yeah. The other thing that I look at, too, is people who really feel that way and in some instances where the woman is so insecure about it or the man is so insecure about it is because perhaps they've crossed that line before themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic. Or that's how they got the relationship that they're in. So, <laughs> yes, you're so right. See, right. So, so, if, so if I'm in a relationship with somebody who I was his friend when he had a woman, and now we in a relationship, yeah. <laughs> I am certainly yeah. going to look sideways at him with oh, my absolutely. friendship. Oh, absolutely. And yes. that's, you yes. know, so, I mean, it, it's like I said, this is, you know, I don't think that it was meant for us to really say that this is what can happen, but to really talk about all of the, you know, the, all of the layers. Right, right. Because there are so many layers to the, the dynamic of the, the, the man and the woman platonic relationship because we've all had experiences. I've had experiences in the past where, like I said, I, I've, I've dated guys who, um, yeah, oh, I got a bunch of female friends, and every time you turn around, yeah, my girl this, my girl that, you know, and then you keep getting friends. You're in a relationship, and you start new friendships while you're in a relationship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, so I'm a little more comfortable with the friends that you walk in the door with than the ones that you meet along the way. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, this your girl out of the blue. Oh, yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. And then the next thing you know, something going on in your relationship with him because now him and his girl are getting a little too cozy. You know, but that falls back on that person, how much you value the relationship that you're in. And how, you know, are you really walking in a godly way yourself? Yeah. Because you understand yeah. that you there are limits to any relationship. You You have to know that you can't just always hang out with somebody else all the time. You know, you there has to be, you, you can't sit up and talk on the phone to somebody. If you're in a relationship with somebody, another person should not have more of your time than the person you're in a relationship with. And it's like when you respect the person that you're in the relationship with, then you're going to make sure that, um, you you know you're doing everything that should be done so that that person doesn't feel a certain kind of way or feel like you know they're being neglected or disrespected or whatever you know and yes there are boundaries um that 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 need definitely need to be there and they need to be very clear boundaries you don't cross this line because everything in the universe is in divine alignment and if we want to walk our posts in a perfect manner, you know, we have to make sure that we have already done 
all that needs to be done so that we can secure, you know, our relationship and make sure that we are on our best behavior um, at all times, you know, um, so that there is never a situation where somebody has to feel a certain kind of way because we didn't do really what we said that, not necessarily what we said we were going to do, but with what we, where we say we stand, you know. So it's about principle. It's about character. It's about all these different types of things, you know, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Part of it is actually knowing, and maybe when we get really deeper into this, it's actually knowing mm-hmm. how to really be a friend. Some of us mm-hmm. actually don't know how to be a friend. But that's why we cross lines and cross boundaries and do right. things like sure. that. Because we have not first understood what it means to be a friend to someone else. And one part, I, I, I think, like, when we look at friendships, we should look at it the same way how the doctors are supposed to take their uh, oath, do no harm, first do no harm. Yes, yes. <laughs> Real talk. Right, right. right. When you talk about friends, Real first talk. thing in a friendship, do no harm. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 bring more drama to somebody than needs to be done because like I said, if even if you're not in a relationship, you're single and you're the friend of somebody who's in a relationship, if you are truly that person's friend, you're not gonna do mm-hmm. anything to harm that person, or what they have going on. You're not going to do anything right. that's going to bring drama and in, in pain in, right. in the life. In, you, you, know you know how to give somebody 50 feet if necessary. Right. You know how to go and, you know, sit over there in the bleachers if necessary, you know. That's what you know how to give advice. Yeah. You know how to, right, you yeah. know how to drop a seed, give a book, or give a word of encouragement, you know, not interfere, not meddle in somebody's business, mm-hmm. you know. Not constantly calling, just like you know when a couple is is married. Um, there used to be a time when couples were married; they went away, away from everybody else, so they can have that time to themselves. Mm-hmm. And people knew to respect that. Oh, they're newlyweds. Okay, leave them alone, let them be, because they understood that the relationship needed to be nurtured and it needs to grow. And so it was kind of in that incubation type, you know, or stage process or stage. Excuse me. And, and the same with in friendship, you know, when you understand your role in the relationship, then you know exactly where not to cross. And you know you get it, you know, you get it. You do. But it's funny because then we have this, this saying, I know everybody says, let's be friends first. So some people feel like the when before you really get into a relationship – that you should have a friendship with that person. Mm-hmm. And I can agree with that so long as that, that the friendship that you're establishing isn't to build a relationship with somebody that's already in one. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, and again. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, again, it's about do you really know how to be a friend to someone? And I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, just like how they talk about friends with benefits, no such thing. You don't sleep with your friend. You don't sleep with your friend. If that's your friend, that ain't you. It, it, no, now now that's your lover. And there is mm-hmm. a difference. We're friends and mm-hmm. lovers. Ain't no such thing as friends with benefits. <clears throat> I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so don't don't introduce me to somebody and say, "Oh, this is my friend." 
and y'all sleeping together. Now, this is my friend, Wink Wink. Right. <laughs> this is right. my friend. This is my right. friend. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right, because friends, people define friends as associates. Associates are not friends. Exactly. People get the lines blurred. A friend, just because you work with someone, does not make that person your friend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, oh, that's my <clears> friend. Why? Because you work with them, that don't make them your friend. Well, also, we throw it around very loosely. We the same way we would throw ourselves around in the relationship very loosely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be, we have to be careful. We do. Right. A friend, a friend is not also somebody who, who just like to have people at opposite sex around because they like that attention. Some mm-hmm. people like to be, this reason why they have a lot of male friends if they're women or they have a lot of female friends because they're men because ain't no competition. All eyes on me because I got Right, you, you, that's a good point. It's I came up the attention. Sickness, it's a sickness for a lot of people. They want to be the center of attention. If you're the mm-hmm. only woman among eight guys, or yeah, you'll be the, you'll be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the only man around eight women or how many women, yeah, you're going to be the center of attention because you're the only one of your kind among that group. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I, I want to go back a little bit. We were talking we were talking more about the boundaries of, of, friend, of boundaries you set up for your friends. So often when people are in a relationship, they always want to throw up their friend into their mate's face. Well, my mm-hmm. friend this and my friend that, and that could cause jealousy from your the person you're in a relationship with because, man, you talking about this person like you can't, like you you got feelings for them. Right. It necessarily means that you want, you, you have something sexual going on with them, but some ain't right if you constantly, this person, that person. So we have to be, be careful. And not saying that it's nothing wrong with promoting your friends or sharing um, sharing or being open about your friendly relationship that you have with someone with with the person you're in a relationship with. It's nothing wrong with that. So I don't want people to get that confused. But you know how we could make the conversation where it's you putting you putting the person that you're in a relationship in an uncomfortable position. Well, so and so, so and so got a new car. And with your mate came forward, you know what I mean? Exactly. This constant, it's this constant throwing up in the face what this person is doing, what you ain't doing. So sometimes and we can do that when we have it. So we have to be very careful of that mm-hmm. and not make See it a competition maturity thing. Or immaturity, right? You can't rather. make it a competition thing where now you're, the person you in a relationship with feels like they have to compete with your friend because Mm-hmm. You think highly of the friend, then you do your own mate, and you don't want to be in that situation. Or you and your mate and your friend is together, and you always siding with your friend. It's, it don't look right to to the person that you're in a relationship with. Why every time we, we say something, you agree with them, you don't agree with me. So you know how people can be. So those are those are cases where pe- your mate can look and say something ain't right there. And some may not be right. Is there some boundaries there or some lack of understanding of a friendship that shouldn't be there? Yeah, because that's what I tell people. You can, even though I'm personally not a, a a jealous woman, I tell a man in a minute, but I can be made to be jealous. Anybody can be made to be jealous. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on your actions and what you do. So, but now, because I'm not the jealous kind, if you make me to feel jealous, we're not going to be in a relationship very long because mm. wise words, wise words, <laughs> because I don't like that feeling. I don't like to feel like I'm in com- competition with another woman for your affection. And at the point that I feel that way, I can't be with you. 
because now you've created something in the relationship that just doesn't work. It's not functioning anymore. It's not. It's not this peaceful, you know, beautiful thing that's happening. I'm. I'm. I'm in turmoil, and I can't be with you like that. I just, you know, it just does not work for me. I have to be careful with what you do, and people are just. And sometimes people want to make people jealous. You know, yeah. sometimes they want to show. Yeah. The immaturity. Right. But then, <laughs> but then that means also you're not really being a friend to the person that you so-called in this platonic friendship with. Because if you're using that per- your friendship with that person to make your mate jealous, you're not a good friend anyway. Right. You're really right. not a friend. Yeah. You got that per- person around for your own manipulative purposes. You know, yes. so it's just their a, object, not a friend. There you go, and 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 that's what we have to understand. So it's like really, and and you're right. It is like a whole other topic, like just the whole topic of friendship and what 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 create what makes somebody a friend. But friends just don't you do no harm, not to real friends. A lot of times, men tell on themselves, and women too. I'm sure they tell on themselves by disclosing the conversations that they have with their, you know, friends of the opposite sex. And sometimes if you just pay attention and listen, you can tell the nature of it. That's why I was always the type, like, some women was like, I don't want no other woman calling my house or doing this and doing that. And I told somebody, I said, be wise. Don't stop nobody from calling. I said, because if you stop them from calling, then you create the, you create the atmosphere where they feel like they have to sneak. And once you start to sneak, then it's no longer pure. It's no longer authentic. Now you've created that situation where, you know, if I'm sneaking to do this, then other evil sneaks in <clears throat> with that. So you let them, you let them come. And every person kind of knows, you know, within their soul, their heart, <clears throat> their gut what it is and what it is not, you know. You know when the relationship is other than what it should be. And you know when it's standing on solid ground. So just be wise. Be careful. Be wise. Be mature about it. And do unto others as you would have one to do unto you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit our website at www.royalempress.org. You can also follow us on Facebook.